Hi there. Welcome to Finding Space with Alex Tyson, the show that celebrates the everyday legends who put in the hard work to become who they want to be and live the life they want to live. For people who understand that when we practice compassion and find wisdom within ourselves, we find success and happiness. Join me in hearing amazing stories from everyday individuals who have found incredible personal and professional growth through varied and, at times, wild methods of self-improvement and self-responsibility, and through their unique perspectives and work, have gone on to better the lives of those around them. From nurturing health to growing your wealth, or enjoying the present to crafting your future, no aspect of life is off-topic. G'day everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Finding Space with Alex Tyson. I'm your host, Alex Tyson. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a rating, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or another form of listening option. It would be really great if you could rate the show. It helps get it out to more of people like yourself who are looking to better themselves and learn some interesting things and hear some amazing stories. That's why we all connect through this podcast. And I really appreciate everyone who's listening and enjoying the show. Fitness can be classified as repeated effort, and you can really apply that to any area of life. We can have work fitness, the ability to have repeated effort at work, whatever work may be for you. Uh, We can have repeated effort on the running track. We can have repeated effort bouldering every morning. Whatever it might be, real fitness is to be able to do something again and again without tiring whilst being able to recover in between. And there's no better definition of repeated effort, in my opinion, than the practice of CrossFit. And today, I'm talking to an incredible CrossFit athlete. He's 23 years old. He's competed in the World CrossFit Games twice, coming 18th and 22nd. And that means 18th and 22nd fittest person in the world, fitness being repeated effort. Today, I'm speaking with Jay Crouch. Jay Crouch is a CrossFit athlete based out of the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. He's been to the CrossFit Games four times, two times in a team and then two times individually. Jay's been practicing CrossFit since he was 13. Yes, you heard that correct, 13. And works as an electrician on the side to be able to fund his dream of becoming the fittest athlete in the world. The interview today explores the mindset required to be in the most elite, fittest athletes in the world, i.e. the CrossFit Games. We talk about what it's like being on the floor with some of the biggest and fittest men standing next to you, the mindset required for that, the recovery required between each of those events, how Jay's looking after himself from a nutrition point of view during an event, how he's recovering and supporting his body and his sore muscles during an event. And we explore some of the things outside of the CrossFit world that Jay does to help him perform at the highest level. This episode is brought to you by Found Space. We are now open in Australia and New Zealand. Ready to make a change? Looking for infrared sauna? Make your home a place of wellness to live a longer and healthier life. Head to foundspace.com.au or foundspace.co.nz to learn more. And so I give you Jay Crouch. Jay Crouch, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, mate. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here. 
Yeah, it's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Man, last time we met, it was the first time we met, uh, I just fasted for 21 days and looked like I'd just come out of a concentration camp. And you were about two months away from going to compete in the CrossFit Games, or as I like to call it, the fittest man and woman on the earth, <laughs> fitness being repeat effort. And I think CrossFit's a great example of that. Um, but we've balanced out a bit more since then. Tell me about what it was like preparing and then going over and competing with some of the fittest men in the world. Yeah, it was awesome. Like growing up in the sport, that is uh, exactly where I wanted to be. So to finally get there was such a, a good achievement. And yeah, it was awesome. Like prepping for it, it was, you know, we do a we do a pretty hard training camp for all the different different things that are going to come up. So yeah, to get there was so awesome. <laughs> Nice man, and like, who were some of your heroes that you were competing against? Yeah, like the the likes of you know Noah Olsen, um, you know, got Brent Fikowski, Pat Valner, all those guys who have been in it for for years. So yeah, to be alongside them was pretty surreal. Mm. And who won it last year? A guy the same age as me, Justin Medeiros. So yeah, he's yeah really good. What would you say? I'm curious because like when you get in the mind of elite athletes, like I find it's a really interesting place to, to, to be. Yeah. And like, how do you kind of look at him and say, all right, he did, he was doing those things. This is what I'm doing. Like you must've found some areas where you really want to like shake it up, change it up to try and, you know, be at the position that he was. Yeah, for sure. Like honestly, because at the games, you know, it could be up to, you know, 13 events over four or five days. So yeah, honestly, I reckon it's just staying in it and being able to back up your efforts each time and bring in a hundred percent. Like the moment for me was in between events, I was, you know, getting tired and you start feeling sorry for yourself. But I think the difference between, you know, the top 10 and top 20 is yeah, the guys that are just recovering well, staying dialed mentally and just bringing the hundred percent every single time. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty impressive to see. And you can sort of see that when you're warming up and about to go out, like who's who really wants it still. Yeah. What's the flow of events like over those few days? Like how does it work? So they announce it a week or so before, like sort of how it's going to play out. Um, so they can go, say if it's four days, it might be from, you know, the, you start on the Wednesday might have a rest day on Thursday and then you go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that could look however, you know, they might start with a swimming event or a running event. For instance, we did, I think it was maybe like a 1K swim and then like paddle canoe across the lake that we were at. And I think it was like, we were like paddling for like over an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's just, it could be anything. And then for the rest of the weekend is you just, yeah you know, your standard CrossFit workouts, Olympic lifting, all functional fitness stuff, <laughs> gymnastics. Yeah, it's just such a wide variety of what it can look like. Mm, and are there like a couple of events each day or it just depends? Yeah, I think there was up to five in one day. Whoa. Yeah, so that's not, well, it could be three pretty hectic events and then, you know, you might get one that's, a weight just weightlifting like maybe a one rep max or and then another one could be just like 
a handstand walk sprint or something like that. But yeah, it could def- it's definitely up to like three pretty hectic events where you have to bring it. Did you just say a handstand walk sprint? Yeah, so I think it was we had a it was a handstand walk obstacle like sprint one of the workouts. So like that was going upstairs down ramps and then going up a ramp across like parallettes down a ramp. Like it was like three or four obstacles up and then you had to come back and that was one event. Wow. So 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 you're literally handstanding up and down and left and right over these things. And when you when you like fall out of the handstand, I'm guessing you can't move and then you have to get right back into it. Yeah. So there was lines in front and uh, behind each obstacle. And if you didn't clear, you know, that section, then you had to go back and start again. Oh, okay. So you got halfway through it. You, you, you fall out of it. You got to go yeah. back. Back. Yeah. Oh man. How yeah. did you go in that? Well, I really liked that stuff. So I, I, I sort of went a bit too hard. I got a bit too excited and uh, I uh, went like tried to just go all the way down without stopping and cooked myself towards that. And then it was just, it was just, uh, yeah, didn't look good from there. That's for sure. So I think I ended up like, I was hoping it was going to be a top 10 and I think it ended up being like 15th or something. What were your shoulders like after that event? Yeah, they were pretty burnt out. Like, it doesn't take much to recover from like a handstand walk effort, but it's just like in the moment they're like cooked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, how do you, so once the schedule comes out, like do you choose like, okay, I'm going to go a bit harder in that event. I'm going to go a bit easier in that event. Like how do you, how do you kind of manage that? And like you obviously know what your strengths are. So how do you kind of plan the overall yeah. over the five days? Yeah, it's a good question, like something I've been working on with my coach as well. Like before comps when these workouts get announced, you're like, oh, yeah, that'll be good for me. Oh, that's not going to be good for me, you know. But then it sort of plays in reverse. Like for for an example, at the semifinal last year, one of the events that I thought was going to be my best one was my worst one. So I feel like now having expectations going in is like not a good thing to do (laughs) but yeah you'd still do know what your strengths are and your weaknesses um but yeah you just got to trust that you know you're good overall and if you give your best effort in each event you're going to come out in a good spot Mm. yeah i had dylan alcott on a few weeks ago and and he said very similar thing he's like when i was trying the key word there being trying to win like all the grand slams uh, all the grand slam, I should say, you know, then, you know, he's like, I got to the last one and I was so set on winning them all that I fucking choked and it all went out the window. He's like this golden slam that I won last year. He's like, I had no expectations. He's like, I was just going there trying to be my best in every point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely similar sort of thing. Like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so so you came 18th last year. How did you feel about that? And, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, I'll just quickly correct you on that. The, I come 18th the year before, which was vir- it was like virtual because COVID was like hectic then. So right. last year I come 22nd. 
I mean, in person, <laughs> yeah, similar, similar. <laughs> so I, just, I thought I'd clear it up. So oh, thank you. I could yeah. explain this part. I was yeah. like, I got, I definitely had confidence from um, the year before, like with 18th, and then I felt like I could crack. Like my goal was to crack the top 15. Mm. So yeah, I didn't feel. In, and in saying that, it sort of ended up being a completely different comp because it was in person. So um, I still feel like it was good, but, yeah, I didn't feel great about it because, you know, my goal was that top 15. But, um, yeah, looking back now, like I still feel like it was just really good experience to sort of build on. Mm. And uh, hopefully we can bring that this year. Yeah, how do you readjust after 22nd last year? Sort of just what I explained before about um, more the mental side of it and bringing my 100% every single time and not feeling sorry for myself between uh, each event <laughs> as the weekend goes on. You get tired and you're, yeah, you're just like, oh, should I be here, you know? You just got to, yeah, stay positive and bring it every time. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a real practice of presence you know, something doesn't go your way. It's like, okay, well, that's in the past now. 100%. And it's such a roller coaster ride because there's all these events. And, you know, if you're finishing the back end of one of the events, you know, you're down, you're like, do I want to be here? And then you have a really good one. You're like, yes, I love this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, definitely a roller coaster of emotions. What are you doing between those events during a comp? You know, you talk about recovery, uh, how, but to me that it's really like speedy recovery because yeah. you might be competing in another few hours and then you know you got more more the next day what's the process there yeah it's just uh getting food in um all the easy stuff that you can get in like the nerves the nerves are take over so it's sort of hard to get food in but um yeah get obviously get food in and then yeah just looking after yourself like stretching all that sort of stuff just chilling out really and then um when it's getting close you know you're um you're warming up and you're getting ready for the next one mm. what sort of food are you putting in baby food works best for me <laughs> it's so easy just to get in and then you got your oats electrolytes all that sort of stuff so i'm hearing carbs yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely and when you yeah, say- baby, baby food's a good one like it's just so easy <laughs> <laughs> are you talking like 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 package kind of like pre-cooked soft stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like that. And then like the fruit, like puree sort of like, yeah, in the packets. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Is that common among other other people competing? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> and when you're – so you're eating some some baby food, um, which, mind you, isn't as crazy as it sounds. Like I know lots of people who are uh, – who have – like young kids at the moment that, you know, like zero, one, two years old. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we're, we're just eating baby food all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's easy to prepare. Really good. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. Um, and so, yeah, do you have like a, any kind of uh, like stretching, like routine or modality that you follow or is it just like more simple? Like I just smash my quads, so I'm going to get into my quads. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, sort of the little niggles that I might have, like if I, if my knees are feeling, you know, rough, I'll just work on, on my legs, even with like the massage guns and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, pretty much just whatever's feeling a bit, a bit shitty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, 
uh, Theraguns, like a like, is everyone using them? Is that like a common thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, I reckon everyone would have one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what other kind of tech uh, are you and some of the other dudes doing? Uh, a big one that I like is uh, like the recovery boots. Like when your legs are just smashed, like even competing, but just training during the week. Like if you smash, like smashed your legs, it's so good to get those, um, get those on. Uh, yeah, I really like them. They're really good. Are you doing uh, like ice bath or anything like that? Uh, I'm just saunering every night. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. And from your perspective, uh, caveat here. I'm not. I'm not saying it's just to sell saunas, but I'm. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious, like from from an elite athlete perspective, like how do you find the sauna? Yeah, I, I love it. Like even just mentally as well, you know, um, just sweating it out. And just like relaxing, like for me, I just love getting in there and just, you know, having my own space and uh, yeah, I just, and just like, yeah, just chilling out and like I catch up on uh, all the UFC stuff that's going on and just sweat it out. So um, yeah, that and I find it's just really good for my sleep, like of a night, you know, I'll um, yeah, just sitting there. And just, yeah, I suppose my body just like really chills out and then I'll have a shower and go to bed. Like I've, found, I've really found a big difference in that. Yeah, infrared sauna is so good for that. Like yeah. I was chatting to a friend the other day, actually. I, I, I went to the dark side, I call, and I went and had a steam sauna. And we're talking about, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we're talking about um, steam sauna and we're talking about infrared. And I was like, but man, like where the infrared really shines is it's not just about cooking yourself. You know, you can get in there, you can get into parasympathetic nervous system, you can calm down and it's time for yourself. And at the end of the day, it's a fucking dream. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So using sauna, using some Normatec boots, what are you kind of like, actually, no, I'm curious about this. So like, when are you typically, like now you're obviously working out, you're, you're working towards some goals, I imagine, and competing later in the year, like, yeah. When are you normally working out during the week? Like, is it mornings? Is it evenings? Like, or do you have certain workouts in the mornings and the evenings? Like, tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so I mainly just train at about four o'clock, just every night during the week, mm-hmm. um, and we usually get everything done in about two two and a half hours, and then yeah, I have the weekends off completely. So I find that works really good. Like most people just have one day off, but um. Yeah, I find having the two days off is like really good because Monday comes around and you're like really looking forward to get back in the gym and work hard. So mm. I feel like I can give my best effort for, you know, five days in a row. And are you doing certain workouts like earlier in the week when you're a bit fresher and certain other ones at the end of the week? Yeah, yes and no. It sort of like changes around a bit. But, yeah, it's still just given, yeah, the same effort, you know. As you give on Monday to Friday, it might look a little bit different because the body's a bit beaten up, but yeah, it's still, yeah, all the same. Mm. Yeah, I guess there's that mindset of like the competition, but within the week, you know, got to yeah. give it all regardless <laughs> what that is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, you say two and a half hours, like that to me sounds like a long time in the gym. Um, yeah which is probably why I'm the size I am. <laughs> Although that being said, I can spend two and a half hours in the bouldering gym. Um, time just seems to go there. But uh, 
Yeah, like talk me through what two and a half hours looks like in the gym for Jay Crouch. Yeah, so it usually will start off with like a lifting piece. So that could be, you know, squatting or your Olympic lifting, like clean and jerks or anything like that. Um, And then it will roll into the workout, which again, could be anything. And then uh, just a lot of skill and accessory pieces after that. So yeah, and that's usually probably about an hour as well. So the, the first hour is, yeah, that lifting and workout piece and then all the skill and accessory stuff would be, you know, your hour, hour and a half after that. Mm. And what do you mean by accessory? Um, just all, you know, your focused movements, like it could be um, bench press or all just the little things like strict, all strict sort of movements. And then your skill pieces are, you know, sort of like your handstand walking stuff or we do pegboards now as pegboard, you go up and down a pegboard. Yeah. All, all more like focused stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. And and I guess the non-accessory stuff is more like functional stuff where like there's more kind of complex whole body movements, those sort of thing. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, Pegboards are really cool. Do you like get into a bit of kind of, is it called uh, Ninja Ninja Warrior? You know, like that kind of like kind of crazy jumping around, grabbing onto stuff kind of thing. Yeah. Well, when we were in uh, in America for one of the games, we went to a Ninja Warrior gym, and uh, I was very bad at it because <laughs> <laughs> it's all like a lot of like real forearm strength sort of stuff. Hmm. So like, yeah, you would think that it would like carry over a little bit, but I found it really hard. <laughs> Yeah, and is it also like sometimes like more slow movements, like more kind of precise in a way? Yeah, like timing, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like my body weight doesn't help me either. <laughs> right. How much do you weigh right now? I weigh 85 kilos. And how tall are you? Uh, about 175. So what's that, like 5'9"? Five, five. Yeah, man. We are exactly the same height. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ah, fucking hell. You have got a lot of muscle going on right there. <laughs> uh, it's so interesting because, uh, like I said at the start, when we when we met, I just fasted and I was the skinniest I've ever been. Your height, but I was 47 kilos. Yeah, that was crazy, hey? Yeah, and that. it's amazing what the mind does because mm. over the last, uh, it'll be almost 12 months soon, um, I've really put on – what to me feels like a lot of weight. Like right now I'm like kind of 62, 63 kilos. Yeah. And I like I look in the mirror now and I'm like, man, you're huge. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, holy shit, you know? Um, and, but then, you know, in, in perspective to yourself, like someone's super fit, like, no, I'm actually not huge at all. <laughs> yeah. So you're, I'm just thinking about the fast. So what, that was, how many days was that? Uh, last year it was 21 days. 21 days, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I think about it in the same way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was an amazing experience, you know, and um, a real kind of interesting, almost like an honour in a way because after that fast, like, I had no strength, like, mm. like none, you know, and it was like the analogy I use, it's, like, it's kind of like being reborn again. Like I couldn't, if I, like, I've got a pot over there. I I actually couldn't, or I really would have struggled to lift that and carry it to the other side of the house at the time. And so you have to like rebuild from 
square zero, you know, and it was kind of interesting to go through that. You know, I actually got into to, to yoga uh, at the time and it was the first time I ever got into yoga, but to kind of rebuild the body, I really got an appreciation for like how amazing the body is mm-hmm. and like how fucking awesome it is to actually have strength. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I feel like in some ways you don't really go through that because when you're born, you're born and, you, you know, it's like this whole period to get up to when you actually have some strength. Yeah. Um, and so going through that, you know, like it really was like going back to square one and like like fundamentals, you know, like I, like holding warrior two in, in, in yoga was like it was hard work. Yeah. You know, like had no glutes. I had no hammies. I had no quads, you know, like nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, also known as insanity, you know. Yeah. But now that's super interesting. Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting time. Um, so, tell me about like like what's your focus now? What are you doing in the gym? Trying to do a bit differently from what you did in the past? Like, where's your head at? Yeah, well, we're preparing for the semi final, which is uh, two just over two weeks away now. Hmm. So um, that's in Brisbane, and yeah, I suppose I sort of sound like a broken record, but I'm um, yeah, just really focused on bringing my best effort for everything I'm doing and yeah, just working on, I suppose in the moment things to giving more and giving my best. Yeah. And I feel like we're in a good spot. So I'm really keen to, I suppose, show that in two weeks. Yeah. Nice. And and so uh, how many people will be competing there? Uh, 30 uh, males in the open sort of immense yeah so but it's going to be pretty big um i think yeah there's a lot of divisions just on the side which is uh going to be cool and there's a lot of uh a lot of athletes back so it's going to be pretty stacked right is it going to be hard yeah i think it's going to be a good battle like there's uh maybe like five or six guys that can take that top three spots to the game so yeah it's going to be uh a good good fight <laughs> and what's the camaraderie like at these events for the boys everyone's pretty cool like everyone's mates like we throw banter around before events and you know sort of low-key try to get in each other's heads but it's uh it's all good fun <laughs> it's not low-key let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's totally tactical yeah. <laughs> sweet cars man yeah i thought you were working on those (laughs) that's funny and who in the women's um crossfit world is in like really just killing it right now it's a aussie girl tia claire toomey she's won the games like last five years and i think she's going for six so um and she's back in australia this year so that's why I think it's sold out. So I think she's probably the main reason for it. (laughs) So, yeah, she's just like impressive to look at, like as in she's just so, you know, fit and she just carries herself, yeah, really well. Like she's probably going to be, you know, go down as the greatest CrossFit athlete of all time. In both female and men? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she uh, she just brings like this level of professionalism and just like awe. Like you see her work out and it's like, what is happening right there? Yeah, you're on the money there for sure. Yeah. 
And where's the event? It's in Brisbane. So it's at the Pat Rafter Arena. I think uh, it starts on the 20th. So it goes for three days. Yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so you're saying she's going to be the greatest of all time. Like, I'm thinking of the name that's coming to mind is like Rich. He's like the original CrossFit OG, right? Rich Froning? Yeah. Yep. So he won it four, four years in a row. Yeah. And then Matt Fraser as well. He, he beat him and won it five years in a row. So Tia's matched Matt's five years and she's going for six this year. So <laughs> it make, it's, uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's insane. How's, how's CrossFit changed over the years? Because like originally it was, it was like on that farm, right? And it was all like the, the yeah. CrossFit games that were, but how has it generally changed over the years and even in terms of like the style of, of workouts and, and what it takes to be, the fittest person in the world now compared yep. to maybe what it was a few years ago. Yeah. As a, as like company, it's had its ups and downs, like um, change of, you know, ownership and all that sort of stuff. But it's definitely got to a point now where I think it's building to be, you know, maybe like on its way to sort of be as, I wouldn't say as big as the UFC, but it's sort of on its way to get like that with all the media and sort of all that sort of thing. But yeah, as you said, from you know being on a farm to now packing out stadiums, all that sort of stuff. Um, it's, yeah, it's really cool to see. And I suppose on the athletes' side of things, it's gone from you know guys who are being good at sports rolling into just still being fit and able to do CrossFit. It's now changed to you know you have to grow up doing it. Like you know you got to be you know when as when you well for me, I started when I was thirteen everyone like a lot of people didn't even know what crossfit was so and now you know most people do so um yeah i think it's cool to see that how you see a lot more younger people starting up and i think to get to the crossfit games now you have to start when you know you're 12 13 (laughs) Mm. younger like even just doing all the basic things it might not be lifting weights because i know there's a lot of like controversy around that but just learning the movements at a young age to be able to carry that over just like any sport really. Mm. Yeah. A lot of people would hear 13 and go like, hold on, you're not supposed to be working out that young. Is that still the case? Like is the science still backing that up nowadays or is it a bit different? Yeah. I, I don't know, to be honest, like, but I feel like I copped that a little bit when I was that young, like people were like, Oh, you know, I feel like it didn't affect me too much. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're like four foot tall or something. And yeah, or something yeah like exactly. But uh, obviously to a certain degree. Yeah. No, I really like that though, because, you know, just like anything, it's time spent doing the thing. Yeah. You know, like that is what, you know, there's a great book called The Talent Code. And, you know, he, I can't remember the author, but he, he goes around the world to where like the best tennis players are created, the best golf players are created. And, and like, no, we're not born with talent. Like, yes, there's some, there's some science like quick twitch and slow twitch fibers and those kind of things, but ultimately it's time doing it. Yeah. And so it makes sense that you're doing it from 13. You're pretty fucking good at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> that really makes sense. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, my partner's pregnant in the moment and at the moment. Oh, congrats. and Congrats. Yeah, thanks, man. And like sometimes I have these thoughts of like, okay, I'm going to start dangling soccer balls in the room like right from when they're young and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, all that kind of thing. It's Play like, the seats. <laughs> hey, 
plants and seeds. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just like soccer balls and guitars is all they yeah. can you know, interact <laughs> with. Maybe chucks golf clubs in there. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I guess in your case it'll be like, uh, let's get some some baby dumbbells in there. <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> get them doing double unders as soon as yeah. they <laughs> Some handstand obstacles in there. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my baby started walking, but I, I'm not that fast, to be honest. I yeah. just kind of, if they were doing handstands, I'd be more, you know, that'd be yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, okay, cool. So it's all about to happen then in a couple of weeks. And then when would, when will the games be? I'll say will. We'll put yeah. something in there. So when will the games be? Uh, that'd be start of August. So, um, yeah. Hopefully we get the job done and then it'll be all in from there. Nice. And um, is the goal top 15? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I feel that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. okay. <laughs> I was going to ask you, uh, like, what would you say your strengths and weaknesses are? But um, I don't want to give you competitors the advantage, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll start kicking up that banter, you know, yeah. like <laughs> trying to get you off, off pace. <laughs> That's cool. And who's your coach at the moment? Uh, Rob Forte. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been under him for uh, when, since I was about 17 and it's all all pretty dialed in. So, yeah. I feel like Rob's like the OG Australian men's crossfitter. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, also happens to be huge yeah um, and uh, but so is his heart like yeah. rob's rob's awesome yeah nice no, really good yeah nice nice well it's been a pleasure mate uh it kind of it's been a while since i've crossfitted myself um yeah. i feel like i'm gonna gonna go and do a class or two you know yeah for sure yeah <laughs> but that's the beauty of it for me it was always like i traveled a bit and the thing I loved about CrossFit, I'll never forget actually, because you will have met um, our friend Bruce. And yeah, I traveled with Bruce and he was into CrossFit and I'd never done CrossFit before. And we were in Sydney for an event and he's like, mate, I'm going to go and do a CrossFit workout in the park. Do you want to come? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking awesome. Let's go. Yeah. So we go to the park and I was like, what's the workout, man? He's like, oh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to set a timer for seven minutes and see how many burpees we can do in seven minutes. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's it. He puts the like, hey, June on and yeah. we've got some like music playing on the phone in some park and sitting. I was like, this isn't what I had in mind, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, this sucks. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's the beauty of CrossFit is you can, you can really do it anywhere, you know, and I find that super handy when when you travel because you can just go to a park and, and do a workout, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. It can I guess be York- as complex or as simple as that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Or like you were saying, like what were you guys doing? Like rowing in a boat for like an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm, I'm, I'm bad for remembering workouts that I've done, but yeah, well, it was definitely just over an hour after like a one point something K swim are there any that you do remember that were just particularly sucky oh yeah definitely there was a it's called friendly fran it was a games workout and that was uh three rounds of 21 thrusters 21 chest bar pull-ups and the thrusters were at 
52 kilos. So for those that don't know what a thruster is, it's like a you hold the barbell in like a front rack and you squat and press it in one sort of motion. Yeah. And uh and press it up. Yeah. Yep. And uh that's us the closest I've come to like to spewing. And then I was pretty much writ like on the ground for a good 45 minutes just trying to recover from like the head, like all my feelings of like passing out, all that sort of stuff. So I think I did that in like four minutes, 26 or 36, something like that. Right. And yeah, that was, uh, that was the first workout of um, the virtual CrossFit Games in 2020. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, definitely one I won't forget. It was like just a good intro. It's like, welcome to the Games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, copters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many thrusters did you have to do? 21. So it was, yeah, three rounds of 21 thrusters, 21 chest to buzz. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's sort of that. And it's at that weight where like, if you drop the bar, you know, it's going to be the difference of a few spots. So, yep. yeah, it's like you have to hold on and that's where it gets you. <laughs> so how did you break that up? So the plan was to do it all unbroken. Mm. And then I think the last round of thrusters, I like buckled on like the 15th rep <laughs> and it just <laughs> fell apart from there. <laughs> the same with the chest bar. <laughs> Because once it's on the ground, then it's like you got to put all that energy to get it back up again. Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. It's just it's just more the time that you lose, right? Because you know most guys, well, not most, but the ideal situation is in, in that type of workouts because it's so short. You don't want to be putting it down. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be the difference. <laughs> yeah, it's like a quick spicy one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And in the chest, were the chest bars kipping? Yeah. Or- yeah, yeah okay. cross it mostly keeping. <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds – I can't even begin to think what that would be like to do that kind of workout. Yeah, oh, just gassy, soul-taking. Soul-taking. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a bit of your soul on the ground out there. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, nice. Um, and do you, like, utilise or practice any other kind of sports outside of CrossFit? I used to, I, like when I was, you know, teenager, I was playing football, AFL football and a little bit of basketball, I think as well. Then from when it started to get serious, like I sort of just dropped all that. So, but I feel like I, f- I still like will just play like, you know, your ball sports and stuff just for fun around like with your mates. Right. And then I also ride mountain bikes. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Like full downhill or do you do a bit more yeah. cross country? Yeah, more downhill stuff. We uh I don't know if many people will know, but we just come, I just come back from Bright a few weeks ago and that's like a really good uh really good mountain bike park. <laughs> you get yeah, the man, shuttle bus up and then yeah, really good runs on the way down. So that was awesome. Sick, what do you ride? Uh, I just got a trek, uh fuel EX eight, which is, you know, sort of your cross country bike, but yeah. Just a dual suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a is that an e-bike? Nah, it's not. Would like an e-bike for my local uh, local trails. <laughs> I don't have to ride up, but I suppose it's good for the fitness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, who likes riding up the hill though? Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sick, man. I haven't actually been to Bright, but I've heard really I, about it. Yeah, it's such a good little town as well. Like 
everyone's just riding around on their mountain bikes <laughs> and yeah. then uh yeah it's there's a lot of things to do there it's cool yeah nice and are you like full-on like getting big airs and tail whips and those kind of things I don't know. I'd like to think I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing some modesty there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like you get too confident with that stuff and you have a little have a little off and then you're humbled straight away. Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta yeah. stay stay in the uh in the skill level, that's for sure. Stay in the pocket, yeah. I'm curious, do you wear like what sort of protection do you wear? Yeah, it's just knee sleeves, like the knee sort of protection. Obviously, a helmet, gloves, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I should wear something for me, elbows as well, but haven't bought that yet. No, I think knee knees are, are the main thing. I talk from experience because I came off the other day and oh, yeah. had a my knee had a really abrupt conversation with a large rock yeah. coming out of the earth. Yeah, that's not not ideal. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, luckily for me, I'm not using my body for my job, so yeah. I was, it was all right for me to hobble around for a few days. You yeah. Know? yeah, I guess that's part of it. You know, there's a, a guitarist I used to love, or well, I still do love, Joe Satriani, and I remember reading an interview with him, and he said the day came where I just had to give up snowboarding. He's like, because if I hurt these, I can't can't do my thing. You know. Right. And so, yeah, it's probably a good thing you got the knee pads going on there, because yeah, for sure. And it's it's definitely something I stay away from when uh, when the comps are getting close. Yeah, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, <laughs> even just yeah, even just like you know your little crashes that you have that you like just get like a couple bruises. They're still still annoying when you gotta gotta compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Jay. If people want to find out more about you. Where can they find you? And are there ways to be able to support you to get you over to the States? Um, yeah, just I suppose your main ones, Instagram. It's just jcrouch underscore. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I suppose the main one support-wise was last year when COVID was full on. Mm. We got a bit of a uh, fundraiser together. But um, yeah, now we're all sweet. So yeah, appreciate uh, any support over on the Instagram. Nice, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, man. Same here. Appreciate it. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes.